Chabad will do on the 24th day of Tevis. Uh, this is in the year Tov Kuf Ayin Gimel. That's uh, 5,573. So December 27 and 1812. Now, that was the Yorzeit of the Alter Rebbe. That's when the Alter Rebbe passed away. Now, technically, uh, the Alter Rebbe was still going strong. But there was the... Um, um, this, 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 this war going on at the time Napoleon was uh, waging war against the uh, Russians and in the year Tovkufayin Beis, at the end of the Tovkufayin Beis, several months beforehand uh, the Alta Rebbe was forced to, li- to leave the city of Liadi, where he was with all the Hasidim, he was forced to leave because the advancing forces of Napoleon and uh, that was on the 29th day of Menachemov, as we've studied. Uh, they were advancing very quickly. The Alter Rebbe, as we know, uh, took, took the side of the uh, Russians against Napoleon. There was a whole big uh, debate amongst the uh, leaders of the Jewish people who is better for the Jews, whether Napoleon or, um, or the Tsar is better. And... Uh, uh, the Alter Rebbe cited that the Tsar was better for the Jews because Alter Rebbe was very worried about uh, this, all these freedoms and the uh, opportunity for uh, the Jewish people losing their identity and getting mixed in with all the rest of the world. But in any event, the Alter Rebbe had to leave his uh, city of Liadi, where he was very comfortable in many Hasidim, and he. Uh, uh, did a lot of uh, his outreach work from the city of Liadi. And starting from the 29th day of Menachem Ov until the 8th day of Tevis, um, which was that period that we're running, that was um, like a, like four months from El Tishrei, Cheshvin, and Kislev. And uh, that was like four months uh, till the 8th day of Tevis. The Alter Rebbe was on the run with all the, with his family. They were basically moving from place to place, and many tens of Hasidim went along with the Alter Rebbe, and they finally arrived there to the village of Piena. In uh, age on, on the eighth day of Tevet, they came to the uh, uh, city of Piena, and the the forces of Napoleon uh, did. Uh, terrible uh, devastation to all the places that they came, all the cities and all the settlements in White Russia or uh, what they call the Ukraine over there or uh, Belarus. Um, and uh, they were, um, uh, this, these, these, uh, these news traveled quick and they came to the Alter Rebbe and there were thousands of Jewish families that lived in those areas, remained totally uh, lost everything they owned. They would I mean, totally uh, became poor, and um, the um, other cities, like there was the city um, um, in the other areas. This was in the like in in, in, in more than like in Lithuania. Uh, over there was another other trouble. Over there was the in, like Kovne, Vilna, Vitebsk. No, that was in. In, 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 I guess also we're uh, more like in Poland, Lithuania, Poland, 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 that was Poland already. Poland was outside of Moscow. Yeah. We get defeated. And over there also the armies of Napoleon um, 
they uh, they were uh, very friendly with the Jews over there, but they, they intimate. Yeah, but what they did oh, was yeah. they lived. You know, they 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 had with all the Jewish, all the girls and everything else. Yeah, it was like a terrible uh, terrible time for them. Uh, they um, they invited. You know, they 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 actually. Let the Jewish people that invite them all, and they, you know, were all together over there. They lived a, a totally uh, promiscuous uh, kind of uh, life over there. It was, and um, the Rebbe, you know, was very pained from all this. From the, on one hand, the devastation that they did to, to the places of of Liadi and those places, and the and on the other hand, also the. Uh, this kind of uh, frivolous uh, relationship going on over there. On the other hand, so it says that on the eighth day of Tavis, there was about uh, 60 wagons uh, with people, loaded with people, came to the village of Piena, and they were found that place to be somewhat of a of a, of a resting place because the village of Piena was quite large. It had like 300 uh, uh, courtyards, they had large houses, and uh, were many empty places there because the men had gone out to war. So there was a lot of space over there. So, and the village people were very kind-hearted people, and they provided rooms and dwelling places and heating <laughs> for all the people that came there, and they didn't charge them anything. They allowed them to stay over there. So the... It says like this. So this was a writing of the uh, Mittler Rebbe, the son of the Alter Rebbe. He writes, what should I tell you? He says, it's very bitter over here. Um, he says, because the crown of our, of our head, our family, the head of our family, talking about the Alter Rebbe, has fallen, has been taken from us. Uh, because of the uh, being so, um, so bitter, uh, from hearing all the terrible news, um, and um, he he got very very cold. You know, he was an older older age already, so he sort of caught a uh, cold, um, maybe uh, a pneumonia or something like that. Called some cold and came very in, in five days that he uh, it took five days that he was like totally. Um, you know, got so sick, and 24th day of Tavis, he passed away. So he wasn't really, you know, he was older. He was, out the, he was 68 years old at the time, but he wasn't. He wasn't like sick or anything else. But he was just like all of a sudden because all the cold and all the the the, the, the tsuris and all the, I guess, uh, emotional pain that he had from everything that was going on that caused him all that. They didn't have any bodies. Yeah. But, but back in those days, to live into that age was yeah, it was also it was, it wasn't young. But Rebbe was uh, pretty, um, you know, was pretty active in all these time and had a very strong following. And he says that for sixty years, um, the Alta Rebbe built his community service on four pillars: love of your fellow Jew, to disseminate the Torah serve Hashem with self-sacrifice and acts of kindness and charity. I thought it was on three things the world stands. Yeah, but this was his, his, uh, his these are four pillars. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes, you know, they can have a chair on three stands, can stand, sometimes you have four legs. So there is, there is four legs too. He inherited, yeah, he inherited to his seed. The other people say that on three things the world stands on. On guilt, guilt, guilt. <laughs> into Russia on June the 24th and the war ended on December the 14th, 1812. Okay, so that was then. So 250,000 soldiers entered Moscow and 70,000 were killed in one day of battle. Oh, wow. So they were decimated. So by the time they left Russia, I think they had 10,000 troops because they had no food and the winter came. Yeah. So, was so was this was... Um, um, this little, this is uh, the um, something that our leaders of Chabad inherited to um, to later on how we need to work in our that you know it has to be on the pillar of loving a fellow Jew, disseminating, spreading out the Torah, working with totally self-sacrifice, serving of Hashem with self-sacrifice, and acts of kindness and tzedakah. After the passing of the Alter Rebbe, that's Chabad. After his passing, they brought him to the city of Adich. Uh, I guess that uh, it was a Goisha probably placed this Kfar Piana over there, the village of Piana. There wasn't like a Jewish place. There was no Jewish cemetery. It was a small village. So they brought him to the city of Hadich. And on the riverbank over there uh, is the resting place of the... Um, of the Alta of the Alta Rebbe, um, Rabbi, can I ask you a question? and yeah, okay, right. okay, I just want to just say that um, what the Alta Rebbe started, as we spoke about, I mean, nobody um, has done so because in, in 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 for many generations, I mean, he did just change so many things for the people, uh, and he implemented different things in his lifetime and which is there to ever you know to bring uh, the Jewish people or those who follow the Chabad you know so many uh, different uh, various different ways doing the mitzvahs and doing the Torah in a whole nother way change so many different things how we put on the tefillin and what tefillin we wear and what the tzitzis and the mikvahs and the shechita and the everything what we do today is the Alter Rebbe implemented. He made a major change. So when we do things today, uh, we do it different than they used to do it for many many years. He brought this change about, which is uh, something tremendous. Much different. Oh, sorry, you had a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask us what you want. I think about ten other questions. Too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One of which is probably where you were yeah. going. Go ahead. Well, let me just ask one question. Sure. So this whole teaching, this whole principles of the four. Four legs, or yeah. How how much of that um, was taken up by the other, either the Hasid, other Hasidic sects or other parts of you know traditional Judaism? It's hard. It's hard to. Um, I mean, these these principles the, that we mentioned over here, other, yeah, the, the principle that we mentioned over here are not really new to Judaism, or they're not yeah. new philosophy. Like for example. Uh, to care and take responsibility for another Jew and to help them out, uh, love of your fellow Jew is a principle based on the Torah. But 
there's one thing is the way it's in the Torah, and then there's another thing is to make it your way of of life and, and doing. So, uh, say, spreading out the Torah, that's something which one needs to do regardless, but to make that an empty uh, uh, a principle or a mainstay of your of your service, that's that 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 is unique. Or working with self-sacrifice. I mean, you know, it's like pushing so the practice, yeah practices practices and putting a strong emphasis. And generally, you know, um, the obligation of reaching out to people and working with the community and the community um, community life. You know, a lot of people live their lives um, without becoming activists or without becoming uh, asconim, as they say, without doing things. The community, they just, you know, they come to shul, they do their things, and they don't get involved in anything outside of that. But then you have, you know, people that they become active and they try to make a difference in the uh, people's lives. And try to perpetuate or try to disseminate, try to increase awareness and try to take some more responsibility for others, not just for themselves. And this is, um, this is one of the um, things that the Rebbe and the Rebbeim did themselves and they wanted us to do too, to, to become active, to become activists, which means to see to it that we increase the Jewish awareness. And, um, so what was the reaction to some of the other Hasidic groups to his teachings? Okay, so they, they did it in their own way. Now, in some, some groups were more isolationists, were more like, you know, insulated, more than others. Uh, Chabad, you know, had a message to share with the world that it always had. So today it changed a little bit. Today the message is, you know, there's God out there and there's Judaism out there, which unfortunately a lot of people, you know, are either are not aware of or don't have the time, don't care about. So now the the job is more to just make people aware to the, 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 the basics. In those days, in the Alter Rebbe's days, when I guess a large part of the segment was religious anyways, over there the awareness was to make an awareness of the inner part of Torah, of the Hasidic uh, teachings of the Baal Shem Tov and about the, the other uh, concept that Hasidus uh, has to offer. So I guess that every period in history needs what it needs, but the, the idea is the same, to be active, and the approaches of loving the fellow Jews to disseminating the Torah and to uh, working very hard with total dedication and self-sacrifice and just doing acts of kindness and, and, and charity. And uh, that's, that, that is whatever it expresses itself, whether it expresses itself in teaching Hasidus or it expresses itself in teaching Yiddishkeit or whatever it is, if you're guided by those principles. And um, I guess you asked the question of other groups, you know, the... The first thing here you see, what he mentions over here, I'm not so sure what exactly, I mean, where this is based on, I'm not sure the exact wording where it comes from, but I think the, the first thing over here and the main principle over here is the love of the fellow Jew because it's a whole different thing. Sometimes people rebuke others or sometimes people try. Uh, it's, it's, it's not for... 
it's not because they love the other person, it's because uh, they have something to say or they want, it has to be based on love, it has to be based on on caring about the other person. It can't be based on, you know, I'm better than you or that I'm going to uh, you know, tell you something just to, you know, show you that I'm smarter or that I'm better than you. If that's the approach, then you're not successful and the message is not uh, is not listened to. If the Torah, before the Torah says that one needs to uh, rebuke your fellow, the Torah says you got to love him. So he has to come out of care or concern for the other person and that's why the first principle is a Havas Yisrael, is loving the other person and it seems to be the most difficult one to actually because people are self-centered by nature and people yeah. love themselves and you know as much as we try to say you know uh, whether it's to a spouse or somebody we say to them I love you you're essentially saying, I love me, because what you're doing for me. Uh, so you're saying, I love you, but you know, you give me something that causes me pleasure, and therefore I love, I love you. you. So you're loving, you're really loving yourself. You know, loving you means that when we say uh, you love God, when you say you love God, it's also the same idea. The, the idea is not so much for what you gain out of this relationship, it's because you just love the other person. You just have that innate love for the other person. And um, it's very hard because people are created and are self-centered and, you know, and just have their own self. So it's very hard to love something else, which is not me, which isn't connected to me. But that's um, not that anybody reaches that level of perfection. It takes a lot of hard work, uh, but, you know, at least... If you know that you try, if we used to stand by uh, the Rebbe's uh, Fabrengans, that's the gathering, and the Rebbe used to hack every Shabbos. I'm using, I mean, the word hack. He tell us, you gotta love a fellow Jew. You gotta do. You gotta. He used to. So, at the end of the day, something cropped in your head. You know, you heard every, every, every day, every Shabbos. The Rebbe said, you have to do something, and you have to helpful, and you have to. So even if you are totally apathetic, you still somehow something <laughs> penetrates, you know, a little bit penetrates. So at least there was talk about it. Rebbe would demand all the time to go ahead and behave like that and do that. And that's, I guess, the reason why we learned those things is to see about what we really need to do so that we... At least we read about it, we hear about it, so a little bit rubs off. You know, we have a it, little it bit. Every Jew, not just religious Jew, right? Should yeah, absolutely. That's the whole principle. Is it's that is that's right? There's no, there's no, there's no labels as far. There's no labels. Jews, every everybody is. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's the that's the whole. And you know, it it sometimes it becomes. Um, Sometimes it becomes a little problematic, you know, we, people try to protect themselves at the same time or trying to, to reach out. And, you know, it's, uh, sometimes there is a little bit of a conflict with it. But in the Chabad, we put the emphasis on self-sacrifice, as he says over here. Sometimes you have to give up a little bit of yourself, and which means that, you know, you placing yourself in such situations, of course, everything according to halacha, but you're placing yourself in such situations where are not so conducive, let's say, to do Yiddishkeit, to do Torah. You yourself are, 
sacrificing in order to try to bring somebody else back. Uh, well, that's why Chabad's always welcoming to everybody. Absolutely. Not, I mean, there's doesn't matter if you're. Well, absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. Not at all. They're, in, they're insulated. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, sometimes they feel threatened by others. Sometimes people feel threatened by uh, by other by others who don't you know look or or and they. Uh, but uh, okay, but this is this is this is the idea over here to go ahead and and reach out and do all these work. Yeah.